Hey you guys, it's Astra Ferguson and I have a new episode where I am interviewing Dyron Dois, who was born in Ghana and raised a professional soccer player who from an early age developed a love for poetry. He recently debuted his first poetry collection, Men Without Hearts, a rarity of poems that talk about how men are perceived by a world conditioned to believe men are heartless. He believes men do have hearts, but are forced to use them less. So in this interview, we got down to the bones of what went into this poetry collection. He was the poetry collection or book of the month of January in our uh, poetry book club that we run out of IG. And when I say we, that is Lynn Patterson and I. And that is under Can We Discuss Poetry, which is pretty easy, right? So if you guys want to join and you want to read the poetry book of the month, please join in. It's pretty easy. We keep it simple. We keep it virtual for for now. Maybe later on if we have people in similar cities, we can link up and we can, you know, toast to some mimosas or something. But in light of Valentine's Day coming up, you know, all this love is in the air, all the buying of the roses and the balloons and the stuffed animals. Yes, this is that time for everyone who has a loved one to rekindle in your relationships and, you know, just show that love and affection for one another. But if you're single... Here are some tips that you can do for you because this is what I used to do for myself when I was single. (laughs) Remember those times? So get yourself some chocolate-covered strawberries if you like chocolate, if you like strawberries. Or rent a movie. You know, have time with yourself. Write down. This is the time to really reflect on the person that you're looking for in your life. So really write down and think about everything that you're looking for. Try to have a list of what you're willing to deal with and what you're not willing to deal with. Like what are your your breakers um, to not continue in the relationship? Like what are some, some things that are must-haves? So really take that time to write that down and manifest on that special person so that on your next date, you know exactly what you're going to ask. Because, you know, I think that's that's an issue that we all have sometimes. We all want a relationship. We're all looking for somebody. But we don't really take the time to assess what it is that we're looking for. And hey, you know, for some of us, it's as simple as if he remembers to brush his teeth in the morning (laughs) or if she can make me a nice ham sandwich or a triple decker peanut butter and jelly sandwich you know whatever whatever your twist is hey just write it down in your list and in the meanwhile you know dedicate you some some good time and enjoy this alone time and really just Love the season that you're in, you know, just take that time. So I'm not going to keep you guys waiting. 
and let's get right into it. You're listening to, I mean, can we discuss? And I am your host, Astrid Ferguson. We will be discussing different issues that can be debated, articulated, chopped up any kind of way. There's no real set way to this. It could be culturally, it could be socially, it could just be how we're feeling today. So you're here for the randomness and I hope you're here to stay. So remember to subscribe, share, and tell me what you think. We have Dyron here in the guest chair. Hi, Dyron. How are you? Pretty good. Thank you. Welcome to, I mean, can we discuss? <laughs> so let's let's get right on into it. Um, so what inspired, well, before we get into that, why don't you tell us in your own words who you are and where people can find you? Okay, um, I'm actually um, a professional um, athlete. I play um, soccer for Ocean City Northeastern in New Jersey, but um, I'm currently on, in my off season now, and people can find me or follow me on Instagram by name of Kadia. I happen to have like an avid love for poetry since I was a kid, and it's developed into something else. And a whole new opportunity came my way to publish um, a poetry collection that I have had for a long time. And I took the opportunity to do it, and I, I, I've enjoyed the ride, to be honest with you. That's cool. Yeah. Well, you're the first athlete we've had on the podcast, so... that sounds good yeah thank you for gracing Mm -hmm. our podcast no thank you guys you guys are amazing trust me yeah you're also uh the first um male author that we have uh done like on like in our book club and so we're really excited to talk to you about Um, your book because the concept of your book actually really stuck out to our readers and we had a request um, to do your book which is what brought us to your work so that was really exciting to see. Well that's awesome I mean I think this calls for celebration because I sound like the first male first athlete and then (laughs) this is my first podcast too so I can celebrate this. If we were, yeah, we're not sure. Yeah, we, we would have yeah. got a couple of them. Yeah, we'll pop, we'll pop champagne, imagination. I'm all for <laughs> it. I'm all for it. <laughs> well, you're also the author of. Why don't you tell people about your book? Okay, um, my first debut poetry collection, "Men with Our Hearts." is um, a, a pretty much a very personal and also um, a vulnerable side of me that I feel like was ideal to showcase in terms of um, exploiting the poetry world. Um, bringing out material that people could connect with is always ideal because as an author or a writer, once you publish your stuff, it doesn't become yours anymore. Is subject to the reader and how they could um, connect with the book. So for me, as I've um, read a couple of poetry books, I felt like it was ideal to strategize my poetry in a different way that could um, connect with 
much more realistic subjects that are pretty much frowned upon or shunned to the backside usually. And that was pretty much what I, I run away with in my thing throughout the book, Man With Our Hearts. What um what inspired this collection? Um first um a, a very personal experiences and um relationships and uh personal life events and also the need to um be completely vulnerable and a need to share very raw emotions to people that um usually would um, submerge their emotions really inspired me to put together this collection ideally that was that was my motivation to put together something very raw very um, um, a, a subject that people could connect with outrightly and yeah that, that, that's where my motivation and inspiration came from so how did you come up with the title um because you're I, I think you you were saying you were trying to kind of prove the opposite of saying that men do have hearts yeah so with a title i feel like um a very controversial yet um euphoric um tag came along with the with the title when i think about it in the sense that it, it it isn't something that stands out outrightly to anybody. When you say "men without hearts," it has a negative connotation to it. But uh, that more in the um, knowledge or read that you have about what it means to be a man without a heart gives it its original meaning as the men without hearts. So I I wanted to startle or start up the conversation of that negative connotation and drive it from there to a positive one or where the, the reader or whoever has uh, a quizzical notion about the title would be able to have the, their questions answered by the end of the book. Okay. So what was the most, I guess, rewarding part about writing it? What was the most difficult? Would you say? Oh, uh, to be to be um to be very honest, it wasn't as difficult as I I, I presumed it to be initially, because um it was if it was any any way challenging, it would have probably been um put in the book together. That was probably the most challenging part because you have to strategize how you want the book to come out and how to do everything um, pretty much concisely by yourself. That's pretty much the only challenging part. But as as to the material, it was pretty much um, coming out flawlessly or very um, easily to me because I was, from a very young and tender age, I've been prone to poetry for a very long time. So I had a feel about um, different genres of poetry or po- um, poets growing up from Ghana. So when I when I when I became um, aware of this um, contemporary style of writing poetry, it wasn't that difficult or challenging at all. 
what what about the most like rewarding thing since you have either like put it together or put it out to readers? I'll say completing it, to be honest. Finishing the book was the most rewarding part. Is this your first book? Yeah, that's my very first one. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And you self-published this book. I did. I did. Cool. Did you go through... I'm sorry. Did I... No, go ahead. Go ahead. Did you go through... Which uh, uh, publisher that you use? Was it like Amazon? Was it someone else? No, I use Amazon. I use Amazon. Okay. Uh, So I wanted to ask... um, two follow-up questions just based on what you said one is you um you were saying that you had uh collected these poems over like a long period of time where you had been sitting on them for a while um how how long were you collecting them or sitting on them i'll say about two years two two three years yeah so did you have anyone kind of like review it or edit it or you kind of like took on the whole thing yourself um i i did a uh pretty much um almost all that editing and all that unnecessary reviews myself initially but there were times where other other the few ones that i would share with people just to get um a feedback or just to see how they respond to it. Just a few of them, but usually I, I don't, I don't, um, I, I didn't do any serious editing work or formatting with anybody else but myself. Was that per- like a purposeful decision? Initially, yes. Initially, yes. But at, at one point, I wish I had someone to edit it for me because at one point, I felt like my personal judgment in terms of picking and choosing which ones to put in there, which ones I could rewrite and perfect, I I was being um, a little bit biased because I give preference to certain ones over others. So I, 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 if someone else had done that, probably would have turned out differently. But for the most part, I did that myself. Gotcha. The other question I wanted to ask you is, um, it sounds like your style, particularly in this book, um, has like an influence of, you know, growing up in Ghana and also from social media and, and just like being a part of the, poetry community on social media would you is that a fair like assumption to make and and if so I would love to also hear how those things have influenced your writing that's that's a very fair assertion to make and to some degree uh, yes it is because like I said the the poetry that I I was um used to or studied back home in Ghana was very um strategic and like um methodical. So that mean that mean we, we refer to styles and presentation of um different poems. Like we study and we um as um we appreciate poems. So we break poems down and put them in different categories and all that. But then 
when I was introduced to those styles from like the contemporary writers, the Atticus and the uh, uh, Rupees, the, mm-hmm. the that style was kind of different. And it you wasn't mean Insta poems, Insta Insta, Insta poems, poets. yeah, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, Insta poems, yeah. That that style was was very different from what I was used to, and I realized that wasn't as um, challenging because it was more like the the emotions and having um, people connect with your emotions in a certain way. So pretty much, I I didn't find any. St- concrete style to it if you get what I'm saying yeah for sure did that make you feel like um you had like it was more accessible for you as a writer or as a reader what what do you mean accessible so like um you were kind of saying how you know it's not so it's not so much about like putting the style into like categories but just more like I guess she's trying make, to say more digestible for you as a yeah. reader. Oh yes, 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 certainly, certainly, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Something that um it's um more comprehensible for the reader, yes. Yes. Um well when you say insta poets like the Ruby Core and and Atticus uh, I mean, I, I'm not as familiar with Atticus' work. I'm more familiar with Rupees. But they do a lot of... I think the reason why theirs became huge is because they kind of merged uh, a minimalist-type artistry with their poetry. So did you do the illustrations, or was there like a... Uh, like a, a correlation between your words and the illustrations? Um, with the words and the illustrations, yes, there is a correlation. And it was uh, it was done by a, um, an illustrator named Riz Float. And he's, I think he's, he's Swedish, yeah. So basically what we had going on was that I, I selected uh, a few poems from my book and had him try to depict them and 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 illustrations as best as he could so basically every 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 poem that is assimilated to um an illustration is a depiction of the poems in that illustration that is how best he was able to come up with the um with the illustrations using his understanding or how he um, could re- relate to the poems through his illustrations Okay. How did you um, meet this artist? Um, I had I had seen a few of his works from time to time, and I was like very intrigued by it. So I was able to connect with some of his arts and how he he depicts he depicted um his work from time to time. So I just connected with him and asked him if he would want to do that with me and he he was he was very very um forthcoming to help me with this okay so from your book would you say that um you were very vulnerable with your book um like did you have a particular piece that you were mostly uh, 
All right, this is this is one of my very um, favorite ones. I still yearn for you, for the for the me before you. I said the me after you was not enough. Look what I've become of you. Would you say that was like what was the feeling behind that poem? The specific one? Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you could tell, but it's it's kind of. Um, it's it's um kind of challenging or hard for me anytime I have to revisit any of these poems because like I said these are like very um um vivid experiences that I had or went through so they kind of engulf or come right back to me anytime I revisit them and that specific one was um something that I went through with um a previous relationship where after it everything ended, I, I I I kept on like retracing my steps to try to find what went wrong. I said because I wasn't really for me it wasn't over, so I was trying to find what went wrong and trying to relive those moments again. And it wasn't it wasn't the easiest thing. So whenever I had. I try to move on. It wasn't so sublime for me. It wasn't so ideal. It was like I was, I was, still living in my past, pretty much. Okay. Mm. Mm. That um, poem was actually one of my favorites from the book. So I'm glad that you read it. Thank you. Um, yeah, something that we talked about and noticed in our book club was. Like, some of the poems in the book have titles, some are untitled. How did you go about making the decision to title them or leave them untitled? And, like, how purposeful, um, how purposeful was that? So, with, um, with that, I wasn't primarily, like, um, a title, to be, to be fair. It was more like... Um, laying emphasis on on certain um poems in that in that regard so i I wouldn't i wouldn't call them titles it was just like an expansionated version of those poems on trying to lay emphasis on them Mm -hmm. yeah and it wasn't it wasn't ideally how it was supposed to be run throughout most of the poems but for some of them um if you could tell like most of the, the poems just sat by themselves and they were able to like convey their messages directly but then the the ones that had like um a preface to it was more like trying to um expand on the actual poem just so it, it gives the same effect as the other ones by themselves gotcha. so what's uh what's next for you after this uh book so I'm actually I'm working on the second rendition of my book. So most likely going to be um and without hearts too. So I'm currently working on that now and looking forward to deep, um put it out that also out in um in the summer hopefully this year. Okay. So do you um do you do any like spoken word or anything? Um, no, I haven't tried that. To be fair, I've I've always wanted to come to your you guys your shows that you've had. <laughs> yeah, I think one time I did, but it had rained the day before, so it was closed. 
and I didn't get the message. Oh. Yeah, I didn't get the message till I got there. And yeah, I think one those those I think um December sixteenth. I was. Oh uh, yeah, think. it was after that that huge snowstorm. Yes, 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 yes. Because spoken poetry isn't something that I I have been accustomed to. It's something that I've grown to love, but probably not. I, I'm 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 not sure if that's my style. Because I feel like I'm I'm more inclined to write to be read, and probably um, most people that do spoken word I think have a voice for it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has their style. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any particular style. Like I'm a soft-spoken poet, and then there are those who are very. Um, what's the word they have like a huge like like punchline like you can feel it yeah, you know? That's, yeah. I call them the poet Nia's because <laughs> Nia is very strong <laughs> yeah. and to be honest I don't I I will read my poems but I am not at a place where I want to like memorize and perform them on the stage yeah. so I think there's I think there's a place for you know, reading and delivering it that way. And I also think that, like, sometimes as a poet, I just enjoy sitting back and letting yes. other people perform. I could totally relate to that. I could totally relate to that. Yeah. yeah. And see, and I do both. So um, it's really, you just got to develop your own style. Yeah, true, true. But from that, um, there's always that whole debate, the discussion of, so do you consider yourself a poet if you're not performing or just a writer? Hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, do you, does it have to be a performance to be connoted uh, as a poet? I, I don't set the rules. I'm just saying that's just the debate that people have. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean I, I'll say I'm I'm uh I'm inclined to say I'm, I'm I'm more of a writer than a poet. Then, yeah, really, yeah, I'm more inclined to do that because actually, presumably I'm also working on the novel now. So, if, uh, okay. yeah, if you bring out a novel or more more like um a more complex form of writing, then you're not subjected to only one form. I think. Okay. Wait, so is your upcoming book that you're working on going to be a novel that's connected to this collection of poetry? No, that's that's totally different from Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So your next book is a continuation from this poetry. Yes, please. Okay. So is it going to be more like insta poetry or is it going to be more long term? form poetry or what what could people look forward to that um it's going to be a, um more like poetry and prose not just poetry but prose as well okay yeah so more long firm yes. form yeah. instead of the insta poet poetry gotcha yeah exactly okay well do you have any more questions Lynn or uh, no, I think we asked all the book club questions. Okay, so Dyron. Yes, please. 
<laughs> I, I can't. I can't d- distinguish your voices though. Who was Lynn and who was Astrid? Uh, I'm Lynn, okay. and I'm Astrid. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Lynn, Lynn has more of the raspy. <laughs> Could, I was does, gonna say that the deeper, does, the deeper voice, right? She does all that, you know, spoken poet that sounds all sexy on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I really don't. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh my she god, does, she does that. You know the talk. Yeah, you know, you sounds all sexy oh on Instagram. Oh hell no. <laughs> I just this is my voice. I just read. I don't know what I'm talking about. But you know the raspiness. She has the extra pauses and all that you're like, oh <laughs> <laughs> well, Oh my goodness. I can't. But uh, honestly, can't. you guys are really amazing. I, I really love what you guys have going on, to be honest. I haven't oh, had the you. chance to meet you guys in person, but I, I'm really a fan of what you guys are doing. And congratulations, Astrid, on your new book. I'm gonna, oh, thank you. I'm going to try to get a copy of it. And then also, I hope to see you guys very soon. Yay! <laughs> we really appreciate it. Um, we hope to grow this platform more, cultivate more readers and indie authors and, um, like, when that podcast comes out, please make sure to share definitely, it. Definitely, definitely um, will. Yeah. yeah. We appreciate you. And thanks for letting us um, talk so critically about your book and, and get to the the meat and the bones of it. That was really um, a nice experience for us. For me, it's more humbling, to be honest, to get this opportunity from you guys. So I would need to thank you. Thank you. And thank you. Oh, you're welcome. We just try to connect the audience with the actual author because, you know, it's hard for indie authors. And it also provides the chance for indie authors to actually allow people to get to know them, like the voice behind the words and actually connect the emotions. So, you know, and that's something I think Lynn and I are both passionate about because we pour a lot of our emotions into our work and, you know, it's easily overlooked. So that's pretty much why we provided this platform and then also the book club. Yeah. And Lynn does have a book coming out guys, February 5th. It's coming Ah. up on Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. Well, when you whisperings. guys whisperings of the wild and wilting, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. I mean, probably when you guys hear this, it'll be out already. So. <laughs> yeah, but still, go cop that. Yeah, it'll be on Amazon. Get... Go check it out. Yeah, go get yourself a copy. So, without further ado, that concludes our interview with you, Dyron Dwar. Right. I got that right? Yes, I think he... We can't hear him for some reason. Hi. Did we lose you for a minute? Yes, you did. I'm sorry. (laughs) No worries. You're back now. We were just talking to you, actually. (laughs) We were just saying that, you know, that concludes our interview. And thank you so much for being in the guest chair of I Mean, Can We Discuss? 
And it's Dyron Dwa, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> See, I got that right. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate you guys. No problem. Until next time, no guys. Problem at all. all right. Ciao. All right. that was a wrap for today thank you so much for listening to i mean can we discuss don't forget to subscribe follow us if you want to see what we're up to what projects we're up to and enjoy the rest of your day night wherever you might be i was your host asher ferguson signing off